That's my wife, you asshole. This relationship is y'all it's lace it's Catherine, and this is a bonus episode of chidi's podcast that's right you heard it from Catherine, folks it is so special that it is a bonus episode and by special i mean we had um a lot of trouble recording this episode and that's why you're getting it on a friday we tried to save it as much as possible because the guest we had on uh, we'd been maybe two years. I think maybe over two years. A solid two years We've of been trying, trying, to get, trying to get her on yes. this podcast. Yep. Yep. Correct. The, the episode was phenomenal. We had a great time with her. She's absolutely hilarious. And then afterwards, just all hell broke loose and none, <laughs> the audio was shit. Uh, but we, we have a new producer, Jessica. She's amazing. She, I think, worked maybe eight hours on this episode trying Easily. to make it, trying to save it. Um, and so we're going to give it to you guys. We shouldn't, it probably doesn't sound the best, but it we're doesn't. doing it. We're doing it for Jessica. That we're doing it for Jessica because, please, um, please don't quit Jessica. Uh, please don't quit. <laughs> That's exactly what I was about to say. It's a plea to please don't quit. Please yeah. stay with us. We need you so badly. Uh, we promise the other episodes are not going to be this haunted. Um, we don't know what happened, but just to give you all a heads up, like Catherine said, the story's great. The banter was great, but it uh, it's kind of Frankensteined together because we lost half of my audio. So I'm not even in the episode for the last like 40 minutes or something really? like that. Yeah. She said she couldn't, she couldn't make it work. <laughs> So I'm just going to not be in it uh, for ha- more than half. But just know I had a lot of funny things to say at the end. Y'all know how I am. Before we get into that episode real quick, Catherine, we couldn't be doing any of this if it weren't for our sponsors and our favorite current sponsor, um, only current sponsor really uh, for this month is Good Wipes. Let's talk about them. I use them every day, every morning. Uh, once you, you once you start, you don't go back. Okay, That's you right. know, once you good wipe, any other wipes a bad wipe. That's right. That's right. I love it because uh, since we work with them, um, I have filled my house with good wipes. They are in all the bathrooms, um, and. I do. It's two and a half bathrooms. I'm not trying to act like I got like 47 bathrooms. I care about my friends, family, and guests, and I care about their bums. And that is why I put good wipes in the guest bathroom. And everybody who came by for the um, America's Got Talent watch party that I had were like, dude, I didn't even use these things. They're like, I've heard of them. I've seen them on the shelf. Never thought to grab them. And they're like, they're actually incredible. They smell great. They're really nice and soft. And they're bigger than most wipes. Um, and I think that's probably one of my favorite parts of them because whether you're wiping your bum or whether you are cleaning your body, like you can use one wipe and clean off your whole body if you're sweaty from just walking to the mailbox because we know it's, you know, thousand degrees outside right now. Um, but yeah, it was nice to get compliments from people. And I feel like I turned some more people on to a new product that they haven't used before. So y'all do it, do that for yourself. Turn yourself on to a new product, go out there, get them, use them. You're not going to regret it. Um, and when you do buy them, head to target to get them, uh, best place place to buy good wipes get your good wipes um and on your way back listen to this episode we had phenomenal time with the incredible guest our incredible guest um she uh she has an hbo special that came out last year or two years ago yeah. it's absolutely hilarious it's called uh girl daddy um she is a right she's been a writer on if you have a favorite comedy show, can we, it's, she's probably written for it. Uh, she's phenomenal. She she has a, a half-hour special on Netflix. Currently writes for Rick and Morty. Yep. She's done everything. I mean, if, if the, Comedy Central, Netflix, HBO, you name it, tours all over the place, headlines festivals, headlines clubs. Um, she's one of the coolest, friendliest comics um at her level that I've ever met and god I I was lucky enough to meet her in like 2013 and she has been so cool to me even though I was just a little old Atlanta comic um she's been super cool to me for years so it was really awesome to finally get her on but we were so thankful for her time that y'all sorry you're gonna get this chopped up uh crazy episode because we are not gonna make her sit through it again (laughs) but 
<laughs> You're going to enjoy it. Yeah. All right, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy this episode with Beth Stelling. Hey, listener, you're about to hear a really juicy cheating story. Names and locations may have been changed to protect the guilty. We're not licensed therapists or lawyers. Hell, we barely have a driver's license. We're just two broke comedians who've been through some shit. And this alleged story is one-sided. If you know another side, please call our emergency redemption hotline at 888-STABBY-8. And yes, that is a real number. Now sit back, relax, and pour yourself a bowl of cheaties. Beth, how are you doing this fine early morning over on the, uh, what coast? Good West coast. morning, <laughs> I am so happy to be here. I'm bright and full of makeup and energy. We brought you here today. Nice. You like it, Catherine? Like it. Yeah, yeah. Like that it? was really yeah, yeah, yeah. dearly beloved. Yeah, We're gathered here today to talk about you not ever being gathered to get married. <laughs> Are any of you married? I am. To Jared. To Jared. And yeah. Jared. I like him. I always liked him. Yeah, he's a great guy. We're uh, we've been together ten years, and we've been married for four. So that's pretty cool. Lace and I are getting a divorce. Really? Possibly. We're all, yeah, we're kind of always <laughs> yeah. on the. It's always on, on the, the rocks. rocks. Yeah, this is my closest marriage to Lace. Are you in a relationship? I am, Beth. Thank you for asking, and I'd like to get into it now. Um, <laughs> is it in a comic? No. No, no, I dated the comic that started this podcast who's cheating on me. And so, you know okay, what I said? What, I said, that play was it the safe. Impetus. That was the impetus. Yeah. Cheating yeah, so now you comic. just date an accountant. I hear that. Because sometimes, like, the ugliest or, like, you know, the hottest comic to you, the Potterball sisters always say this. When I, like, I'm trying to get over somebody, they'll be like, yeah, like, you like his comedy, you like who he is, but put him in a chase bank. Is he still hot? No. no. Is he still hot? No. Never. They're, they're normally losing, not. They're, they're normally they're, not. They're what people are looking at and, and trying to trying to scoot away from. They're trying not to stand close to them in line. Because they they look a little unhinged. And they are. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that was the impetus for this podcast was... Right. Yeah. Thank you for having us on. Do I know... Yeah. Do I know him? Mm, possibly. Who? Oh, oh no, you don't. Your There's ex? no way you know him. No, no, no. You guys got a fun dig. I I set you up for a fun dig. Like, no, there's no way you know him because he's not good. But if he was good, you might know his name, but he's not. You don't know him. Yeah. You you absolutely 100% don't know him. Uh, Yeah. We've we've since parted ways uh, success-wise. Is it amicable now? I've never – we haven't really spoken since – I ran into him for the first time the yeah. other day, like at a couple weeks ago, for the first time since they broke up two and a half years ago. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. that was interesting. But um, he's a he's a little bit of a loony bin, okay. and not not in the not in the it's okay way, mm-hmm. in the like you're kind of nasty to people way, but he's sneaky about it. Mm. So I know that's the I know. part. I guess my, mo- my biggest irritation is. I usually like to kind of ask a teens about someone's ex because how they talk about them is how they'll talk about you. So if they're like, right. she's a dumb bitch. She never knew how to like dress. Her clothes are stupid. It's like, well, you're going to say that about me. Like you're such a petty little bitch. Yeah. You know, my, my stuff is more like, I didn't realize they never worked a job in their life. That's why I don't like them anymore. You know what I mean? Like that clicked for me one day, you know, and they're like, your tits were saggy. It's like, cool. You're a piece of shit. That's so what you can, that's that. you're a piece of shit. And yeah. pretend like that. You're not going to say that so, about the girl who thinks she's so, so lucky true. to have you now. Yeah. But see, I, I used to have that same um, measurement too with my, my ex. I was like, oh, I like a guy who, cause my ex cheated on me years before hers did. And yeah. that's a whole I do a bit about it, blah, blah, blah. Point being, um, he, because I was like, I, I like the way guys talk, you know, listen to the way they talk about their exes. And he was so kind about his exes, all of them. He respected the shit out of them. He acted like the one, his longest one, he was like, she's just the best person. I want only the best things in life for her. It just didn't work out, blah, blah, blah. And then the motherfucker cheated on <gasps> me for six years. So it's really you can't <laughs> really tell, I, and no one's to be trusted. You can't trust anyone. Not to mention, 
God. No. I mean, like, first of all, it's interesting, right? Because I'm going to be the one who tells the story about me cheating. But it's in a, in a very odd way. Um, it's how I used to be, kind of, which I'll get into. But I think that a lot of what I've done or even experienced, like, I still am going to be the hero on my own story that's like, but it wasn't that bad. And I'm this, you know. But I also think, too, it's very telling when someone is very paranoid about you cheating that they're often just straight up cheating. Um, oh, yeah. It's because it's, yeah. it's a guilty thing. I'm, I'm realizing projection. A, as yeah. an adult at this Sh- age projection. how much projection uh, is happening in men and how much I, I didn't clock it as that. And it's so important to clock it as that. I've been diminished and made to think um, they're so smart and in control and this or that when really... They are puffing out their chest to even think they could possibly be in my orbit. So it makes me small. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, they're so great and smart and big. And they are insecure and hanging by a thread and then worried they don't have anything to and offer so me. so tiny. And I don't, and I never clocked it as that. So I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, killing, killing me. It's not until you get out of it, then you really realize it. But... I don't even think, and a lot of time the people that are doing it don't even realize that they're doing it. They're just so yeah, scared I and they know that they, they don't belong in your orbit that they're subconsciously trying to trying to keep you down so that you don't realize yeah, it. So much uninvest, like so much pain, you know, basically hurt people, hurt people. And so much pain caused by uninvestigated, um, you know, we're all sick of hearing the word trauma, but uninvestigated trauma from their lives that can allow them to keep Mm -hmm. hurting people and hurting people and never really connect or have intimacy like that prevents them from doing that and it's much easier of course to go through life just you know using a woman's body to masturbate and then peace out you know instead of actually sharing something whether that be intimately in bed or just things about themselves or their thoughts or their fears so yeah man we're getting deep early this morning count on that with me i love this using a woman's body to masturbate and then peace out that's so many guys though i think too the other issue for me when so what i'm you know people i've I've piqued their interest by saying i'm a cheater i'll preface it by saying i was you know 14 or 15 but um it's like (sighs) that was my earlier experience with it like I've, my first love was when I was 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Mine too. And it was very pure. And um, yeah, I, was a, I just loved him so much. He had a girlfriend, but I was just crushing on him. Mm-hmm. And we were in the theater world together and stuff. And oh, one more thing I want to say before we get into any of, of, of this. Shh, please. I still am so like, even to this day, it's burned me. I will like marry someone in my head. And I personally never want to get actually married. This is a choice I've made. I, I realize if I met someone down the road that it was so important to them or something, then I would consider their wants and needs. But yeah, I have zero desire to get married. I don't plan on doing it. Cool. But um, I guess what I'm getting at is, the I meant expression-wise, I will marry them. Like if I like them, it's on and it's on quickly. And like sometimes like a month in, it's like, yeah, well, we're together. And, and I'm not, it's in, in the semantics of, well, we didn't have the talk or a loophole for them to keep fucking people. Yep. And like, I'll pick up on what they're saying and doing and being like, oh yeah, well, we're together. We're exclusive. Yeah. And then I will, my world will be rocked when they're like, well, I'm still fucking for other people. And it doesn't matter the root of it being their own fear of, of actually committing to me or whatever it is or not liking me enough, which is fine too. Or, but it's like, well, we didn't have the combo. What I'm getting at is my worry of cheating is like based in like my cheating versus uh the men i've encountered cheating mine is like oh no this guy's like still texting me and thinks that like i'm still kind of free and there's just like well i'm fucking for other people because you didn't say i couldn't yeah and it's like okay wow i wish i kept talking to all those people but i cut myself off in this because we've received messaging since we're little that we're owned by the guy. So if you're not getting owned by him and his, then you're cheating. And they are basically fucking whoever they want until they have a ring on their finger and not thinking anything of it. So it's like, and of course, this is not every guy. I'm just saying I'm exaggerating the dynamics of it to get the point across of what everything that we've been steeped in 
how we've grown up is like, well, I'm his and I feel bad if anybody else looks at me, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and, and I didn't even grow up that strictly or that. It's just being here and seeing all the movies I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Think about it, though. It's literally built into relationship culture, wedding culture, marriage culture, is the woman has an engagement ring for however long. As soon as he locks her in, and he doesn't have to put anything on. So he gets to still be, if you're engaged for three years to somebody, which so many people are engaged for years at a time, and you're walking around owned, and then guys don't yeah. want to fuck with you because they see and they're like, oh, don't want to get into that. I don't want to encroach on anything. And then a dude just gets to literally and figuratively yeah. just be free up until that wedding It always bothered day. me, even when I was a kid. Yeah. I was always yeah. like, that's so weird. Then as I started coming of age, it's almost like I, some of my early jokes when I was like 22 was like, I walk into a bar and I look for a wedding ring because that guy, I mean, that means that guy can can commit. He can commit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think. I mean, it's a terrible joke, but. But it's true, though. It's, yeah. But it's, but it's I think true. women are taught more to be, um, like, con- or connected emotionally so much faster than dudes are. And we relate, like, uh, physical intimacy with emotions. And I think males are conditioned more that like they separate emotional and physical intimacy so they don't yeah, see sex physical mean intimacy anything, supposedly as, yeah. as um you, like they can separate it and not and so i don't think that they see it as 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 bad or as guilty they don't feel as guilty and they can excuse having physical intimacy with somebody else as it just being a physical act versus like women maybe more and we're ingrained to seeing that as like the physical things is all tied into the emotional connection as well does that make sense yeah, you can't have one without the other to yeah. us yeah but they're so capable of the other mm-hmm. yeah it's just they're taught and and just like we are taught or you know basically messaging we absorb uh to disconnect them mm-hmm. for their own preservation and because, like, someone told them it was gay to, like, moan during sex, so they would do it. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway. Okay. So, anyway. I was so yes. in love with this guy. He was, he was I want to say, two years older. You're in high school? I'm in high okay, school. So I'm we're a in high freshman. School. Okay. He's a junior. Yeah. Okay? He has a girlfriend. They're, like, the... They're like, you know, they would be like the homecoming couple. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it starts with mischief. You know, like he had a high school sweetheart and I was this freshman that was in the, ran around in the theater groups with him. Basically speech and debate is what we were in, which is like, it sounds, I don't know how to put it. It's basically, we he and I were in the humorous category, which is us doing like a little one person show like a 10 minute play where we play all the characters yes were you it looks psychotic is it literary was it li- literary team is that what it was called because that's what i we it was well it was called speech and debate but we were the speech side of it and it was in the national forensic league is what oh. the official name so i was in literary and we did the same we had categories too we had extemporaneous speaking dramatic interpretation yep. yes and i competed in those two categories that. yeah that's what i did so yeah, and i did humorous interpretation okay so cool. that's, and yeah. so did he. Cool. Okay. Cool. So we didn't that's where we fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> so the girlfriend, so, I'm assuming the girlfriend wasn't okay. involved in those, right? She was, a, she, it's like, that's the thing. She's the football cheerleader. She's, you know, this blonde chick, yeah. very sweet Ugh. person. Um, yeah, I know. Blonde. What a, I'm going like this. What over a Kathy dumb. <laughs> How, yeah. So, um, blondes, what a dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so so I'm like in love with him. And by the way, speech team means traveling every weekend and a bunch of children, teens in a hotel yeah, alone. Never. What do you think's gonna happen? It's like band exactly. camp. You know what I mean? Yes. So we would like have the best time together, being funny like all day and like competing. And he was very good at it, and I gr- went on to be very good at it. And uh. I was the state champion of, uh, in Ohio. No and big deal. No big deal. No, no big deal. Not a big deal. Not a big deal. And, and, you know, it's interesting, too. I actually met some people who, like, still do stand-up. 
No um, shit. Or or in comedy, yeah. It's actually yeah. it seems like it's it's training for stand up. It's kind of is it is a fun little training ground. And then a couple of them I know like Nick Marina went on to be on Broadway. Like it was it's like it is a cool thing. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So I always credit it for preparing me for stand up because I was often like one of at most two or three women in women who would do it, yeah. The category. Yeah. Yep. So yep. um Point being, he breaks up with her, yes. you know, ruins their whole thing. Because they have plans to be like prom king and queen. You know what I mean? They can't plan that. Yeah. That's but the people. Breaks, That's what you the can't, people I was going to say, you can't plan that. But yeah. Yeah. The other thing, too, is, you know, we were these horny teens in hotels. And I think she was saving it. And I just was All like, right. not. <laughs> so I think there's an allure there. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not going to get the tits, but you might get the, you know. I was very flat-chested from being a gymnast for so long. But it's okay. I I grew them in college with ice cream. But, okay. With ice cream? I heard a dog can, I, can I just set the okay. scene that this seems like the cool guy and the cool girl, but the guy, the, you know, it's like the typical high school rom-com where he's like the football guy, but he also has this, like, kind of smart, d- dorky side of him, and this is... This is him living that out. Yeah. Yeah. He was, ha- he played Harold Hill in The Music Man, and I oh. played you, Laylee McKechnie Shin. So we got to do that music, spring musical together. We're, we're rehearsing together every night. Yeah. We're, I'm the funny role. He's also, he's the lead. Um, he's going to go and study acting, which is what I want to do, but he's two years ahead of me. We go to prom together. Wow. Um, yeah, so just a, it really was a very loving experience. Like, yes, he's a horny high school guy that wanted to have sex, and I was very much into that as well, but it was never like a give it to me type thing. It was right. all very, like, we loved each other, and sure. it was pleasant, and I'm thankful for that early experience in my life because I felt very loved by him. That's awesome. Um, He goes to college. That's where it starts to fall apart. Uh, my sisters are also in college. We decide to try to stay together. I go visit my sisters at Ohio University. He's at Ball State. Mm-hmm. While I'm at, and this ruins also one of my friendships, which is now repaired. While I'm at OU partying with my sisters, I get really drunk. One of his best friends from high school, they play football together. They're not really that close, but he's dating one of my friends in my friend group who I really do love. Mm-hmm. She's um, beautiful and smart and you know what I mean? And... So I go, and my oldest sister knows my boyfriend at the time's close friend who's at OU. Is this making sense? Because they were in Spanish class together before we, they left our school. So I'm Got still it. back in high school, but my oldest sister was in Spanish class and liked my boyfriend's fr- friend. close yeah. friend. <laughs> then they're at OU. He's at Ball State. I'm still in high school. Okay. Got it. Got it. So I go Got to it. OU to visit. And of course, my boyfriend's best friend is like, let's hang. And he knows my sister from Spanish and loves her. Sure. We hang, we're drinking. And he's, it's too late for me to go back to my dorm type thing. Uh-huh. Lays on the couch. I'm, I'm sleeping on the couch. He's like, can I sleep on the couch with you? Ah. And like gets a, gets a boner. And then I've actually, because I have so much shame around it and feel so bad, like I, I feel like I've blocked a lot of the memories out. I yeah. have like the mm-hmm. faint memory, mm-hmm. but um, it was just like a makeout. I don't remember if he touched my hoot. It's possible <laughs> he did terribly. You know, like the kind where you're like, I don't really actually want this to be happening, but I get, I, I feel this. Uh, his hands uh, there, so we'll let yeah, it. Yeah, I feel this. Uh, whatever it's called, beholden to him in this weird yeah. experience. Yeah, and yeah. Per- then it's terrible, so it makes it's it worse not that good. you agreed to do yeah. it. Yep. And you're just um, trying to ride it out. I feel. Of, and he's not I'm even really guilty. touching it. He's just touching between your thigh bone, yeah, like, and the terrible. and your cooch, and it's just that area. And he thinks yeah. that's the hole, like, and yeah, it's like not searching for just... change in the couch. And it's like, yeah. this is and it's like not are, even you're not even close. It's a bundle of nerves. So, um, <laughs> but he knew so you I, were dating but, his best friend. Oh yeah, and he's dating one of my close and friends he's back da- home. And so I think your sister likes it. By the way, and we can't. Oh, well, yeah. not like that though. But oh, okay. they were they were buddies. So yeah. here's the thing: I'm not going to put it all on him because I'm sure I was flirting. Like there, there's no way it, I'm just this lamb and he comes in. I was drinking. I was flirting. I think he's probably cute too. Like, sure. I always thought he was funny and charming, but like I never was like. But I wonder what would happen with him. It was just like 
Yeah. The pull. Mm-hmm. It was just like the pull. And so I played a role in it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I, he, sh- it would have been great if he said, all right, this was fun. Good night. Like, that's obviously the responsible. He's only two years older than me, but that would have been the responsible thing to do. And no one's so responsible. I played a role though. in it. I felt so guilty. We did not, you know, we did not have sex or do anything of that nature. It was a makeout. And it felt yeah. terrible and yucky. And I regretted it because it was like, this isn't even good. And so I believe the guilt ate me alive. Uh, that's typically very mm-hmm. me. Is like I gotta tell the truth. It's gonna eat me up if I don't. Yeah. You know, like I can't live with myself. I'm beating myself up if I'm if I'm lying. You know. Yeah. And even to the point where it's like goes back to what I was saying. Like, uh, I'm I feel guilt for having a guy I used to hook up with text me like, "What's up? How are you?" I'm like, "I'm dating someone right now." <laughs> you know. Meanwhile, the guy I'm actually with as an adult is like sending porn to other women. You know what I mean? And they don't think anything no. of it. Well, I didn't think Never that was think bad. That. Is that bad yeah. to you? Like, I didn't fuck I didn't her pussy. Her. It's like, I didn't touch her, so it's fine. <laughs> Terrible. So I have that guilt for fucking nothing. For having, like, the wind touch my ass. And then, so I confess... And then that blows everything up, of course. So you just His bring it up. Mad at me. You just oh, bring it up have to, to. to boyfriend? Do you go visit? I'm him? not you, the same. Do you do it in person? I do it on the phone. Good. Oh. And I do it in a very pussy way, which was like, well, I, I you know, we kind of like, we, and then kind of like, we kind of kiss. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, on a, it was a kind of kiss. But I though. hated it. You know, yeah. so then he's so mad. And he couldn't even. Find my caverns. Yeah. <laughs> he's not as he's not as good as you at fingering, but I did want to find out. Yeah, <laughs> I needed to know first. I will say, like, my high school boyfriend was also very like, "We're gonna get married one day," and that, oh, yeah. and, and in my deepest of caverns, I think just because my upbringing, uh, I that scared me. So I remember like having those feelings of waking up and having that feeling of like. I want to be that for him, but I, deep down, I'm not sure if I want to either A, get married or if it's him. Like, I was never sure about anything or anybody. Do you think yeah, You're this, also a baby. Yeah, yeah you're I also a, baby, a child. But I loved him. He was my first love. Like, of I course. just, I, you know, my heart yearned for him. So Do you think that you have- me. But Beth, do you have a little bit of um, self-sabotage in you? Do you find yourself doing yeah, that? Yeah, like I will be hiking a mountain, see some uh, like a birthday party halfway up, and if they offer me a birthday cake, I will eat it <laughs> on the hike. Yeah, because the yeah. It's, you're scared of actually having to go all the way to the top. Yeah, is that right. happened? This is this is why I can't. Yes. Yeah. This is why I can't do reels. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to do reels. This is why I can't do okay. reels. Yeah. But I yeah. get it because you're thinking this guy. I mean, there's subconsciously you're you've got this boyfriend you love who you think is great, but you know he wants to marry you. You're his thing, and you're like, yeah. that might not be. So I might as well just try it and out I'm with his. Fucking what? Seventeen at this you're point. You're a child. Yeah. You're a child. Yeah. So it really scared me, like bad. Yeah. I haven't been really been with anybody else. He was my first, and like I said, it's normally when you say something like this, like, and he was really good. It's just your sad woman mind being like. But it was a such a loving and positive thing. But that I wouldn't necessarily known that if I I hadn't had so many terrible ones since then, you know. Yeah. But I felt so guilty, and he leaned into that. Of course, he wanted to make me feel course, bad. Of course, he, I think he even attempted to like get together with his ex. No, you know what I mean. Just like a little bit. That's even funny. just like we're just getting coffee or like you could. Yeah. I think he was like, let's get him back. Yeah. And that's fine. We're all immature children at this point. Yeah. Um, but I'm heartbroken and she's mad at me, which really ate me up because I have that bifurcation of my he- in my head where I go, am I a good person or am I a bad person? And it re- goes back to whatever. I don't know. It's like getting in trouble in school. I was always like the class clown and I was always pushing the limit where it was like, but I don't want to be a bad person. And this made me feel like a bad person. Mm. So, but there's no such thing. I hated thing. it. There's, it's so. Yeah, I hated the feelings. Yeah. I felt so guilty. It was terrible. 
And then again, I have to, you know, there's somebody else in this world's perspective that's like, you kissed another guy when you were 17. And you weren't yeah. married. And it's you okay, didn't have baby. kids. And who cares? Yeah. yeah. But this is the type of thing that just wrung me out. Yeah. And I gained so much weight and mm. and I emotionally ate. And then uh, what Then what I kind of did after that, and I've, I'm always very open with partners, which uh, about my patterns. And it, I would say it doesn't pay off. Uh, Mm Because I think they're expecting it. But there was a time in my 20s, yeah, my 20s, I guess you could argue right into my early, right around my 30th, um, where basically, I have a joke about it where I say I'm a Tarzan dater before I let go of this dick. That's my favorite bit you've ever written. I mean, I love all your work, but that is by far my favorite. I think we've talked, when when that came out, we talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. Like two years. You don't quench it multiple times. Yeah. You don't quit a job before you have another one lined up. It's so fucking true. I was very like that, you know? And then, like, all my stand-up is true, and, and so it's like, I felt like I couldn't be alone, you know? And even though I wouldn't actually, I didn't actually feel that. It's just apparently that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. And I still am like that. It's it's sad. Like I still would should take some time to myself, but it's like, what does any of that ever mean? Right. If there's somebody in your life. So I, I still, I'm very self-aware. You can be self-aware and be in therapy and know your patterns and still not change still them. Still not change still them. Not address them. So I'm yeah. in the stage of being very self-aware. I'm very microscopic about my choices and patterns. Do- but I would be with someone and then start to investigate someone else and then leave them and then go hook up with the next person. And then, you know, but I, it didn't, didn't change that I was actually really into those people. I was. It's just as it was fizzling out, I was like, well, what else is out there? I found somebody. Okay, bye. You know. Yep. And I would say of those major relationships where I did that. The one with my bagel boyfriend who I love so much. It still kills me. Like I still it still pains me thinking about our last moments together like he handed me the keys to our he was your everything bagel he was my everything bagel Mm -hmm. it's true i Mm. love that i love that um you know i'll always love like he wrote on the keys like i'll always love you oh my god i will still sometimes go to the bagel shop and i do feel like i'm torturing him not because i think so highly of myself but because like we really really loved each other he's married now though that's fine i'm so curious do you have a fantasy though about like now that he's like taken bagel guy and you showing I mean, up and him being like i still love you well i i i have had these moments where i definitely feel like i've made him uncomfortable I, i've been going back now <laughs> for 10 years oh shit like is he I, still there yeah wait so like whenever i play it? chicago he's he, like i guess he's the manager maybe now oh i hope so i mean it's yeah. been 10 years he's putting a lot of time in there <laughs> But, like, because I've been going, I started stand-up in Chicago. I always go back and do a show every year. And so I, and I always go into the bagel shop. Of course because, you like, do. Because, like, I worked there for a long time, too, and mm-hmm. I love it. And But I could go to the shop he's not at, and I, I sometimes could. don't. But when I went this last time with the guy I was dating, um, I hid. Beth, you hid? Like, I had him order, and I stayed on the other side, so I, he didn't see me. And I could hear his voice and stuff. And it was making me so nervous. My heart was pounding. This is... So this, this is recent. This wow. is like a couple months ago. March. Oh, my I God. I went to the bagel show. Do you have a fantasy that he shows up with your favorite bagel order <laughs> at your door? I have a messy Katie for Beth. Yeah. <laughs> a messy Bessie for Beth. You did a messy Bessie, Beth. A messy Bessie mm-hmm. for Beth. Yeah, but he's, he's married and happy. I think, too, like, like I don't know. You know what's interesting? I have one of the guys tattooed on my back, and his name is like a, that's another joke of mine. That's obviously true. Oh yeah. And um, he, I kind of uphold in my head, like I ruined it, because that was also that was maybe the last time I did this little thing. Like I was with him for long distance three. This is the one that probably kills me the most, because it's like bagel boyfriend. I kind of started talking to somebody out here because I was about to move, mm-hmm. and that guy was like older and like ugh. Yeah. And and I broke up with him before I even moved. But I still fucked things up with my bagel boyfriend. And I I I I mishandled that so badly, so disrespectfully. Like I broke up with him over the phone and then, you know, so I could like go get with that other guy and it was terrible. And so that's a regret. Then from that guy, I was like, ugh, he's weird and out of it. And that's when I started dating like what I felt like was the love of my life, who I'd loved since college. Mm-hmm. And I was with him for three years, my first three years in Los Angeles. 
And it was very, like, kind of maybe waiting for me to move back to Ohio. Mm-hmm. S- supportive of me, but, like, it didn't work out for him because he wanted to act, so it probably wouldn't work out for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's my perspective. I have, I don't, I think he felt I chose stand-up over him and he was right. Yeah. Like, yeah, he, ultimately. He, repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I did. Um, So he resented stand-up three years into our relationship. So, like, that kind of was probably not going to work. And then I started talking to someone very toxic that I met and a small little weird writer. It wasn't even, couldn't even call it a writer's room. It was just like this weird little uh, incubator thing for ideas that we got paid like $500 the week for. Like, which is by the way, a lot of money at the time for me. And it still is a lot of money, but like in the writing world, that's that's not really compensation. So, Mm -hmm. but it changed my life at the time. Okay, question though, since you, um made out couch cheated yeah you've never you've made sure to end a relationship before you ever cheat or i would say um, i've definitely emotionally cheated so so i haven't ever i would like this is my little justification but i would never ever be sleeping with like two people at the same time i think i feel like that's not only disrespectful but also dangerous uh health wise yeah so i would never do anything like that however I, as things were petering out, I would start talking to that person. Text message mm-hmm. or phone calls or stuff like that. It would Couples be inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, it would be inappropriate. And um, and not okay to do. You should end yeah. it with somebody and say, but yeah, so it's very very immature, very insecure of me to be doing that, that type of thing. Like, it makes me feel terrible about myself. Um, but yeah, I very much was doing that type of thing through my 20s. I would yeah. say you almost... I to me personally, I always feel like emotional cheating hurts worse than the physical cheating. Yeah, because you're faking it. You're a zombie around your home or yeah. that that home life person. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would never like put it on and act like things were great. It would be me like starting to pull away and uh, you know things aren't great. You know, and then hi, what's up? No, what are you doing? You know, with whatever <laughs> yeah. the new person was. So yeah. I, again, these are all justifications for me to not feel like a psychopath, but I am being very honest about my insecure behavior, which would be like, yeah, starting to pull away from this guy, talking, talking. Oh, I think this might go somewhere safe to leave him because I have someone else that I, so I won't be alone, you know? Yeah. And usually they were in different states of where I was moving. And by usually, I mean every time now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was doing a lot of long distance because I think I have a joke about that too, where it's just like they can't leave if they're already gone type thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't feel like any of, I mean, I get it. And yes, if you're in a serious relationship, yeah, I can see how you can feel guilty and bad about that. But if it's fizzling out anyway and you're not married. Yeah. And now I'm dealing with all kinds of like, it's all coming back to me. It's for anything that I was doing that felt like, oh, that wasn't cool. I've had it come back to me, you know, and I'm sure they would love to hear that. So this one's for you. I've gotten fucked as well. Um, (laughs) Like like, a karma situation? And in in, in adulthood. So even worse. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm like, because I'm thinking about that, like, I, I would beat myself up over that last one, especially, because it felt like he was the love of my life. And now he's, he's, I actually talk, I have him in my last special, um, talking about how I want him to walk me down the aisle if I ever get married. But he's married now, he has kids, and it's like, well, that wouldn't be my life. Like, it just yes. couldn't. And, and is it something he would have wanted? And Oh, then very much, it, very much. Was sort of waiting yeah. for me to come do that type of thing. Yeah. You know, like, it was sort of like, when are you coming home to start this? And I was out here. And like we always say is you kind of have to go through a, a bad relationship or a relationship you thought was the one you wanted and for it to fall apart so that you know what you want afterward. And that's what you did for him. Yeah. And, and all the three guys before that. Yeah. Look at you, you little Mother Teresa. You're helping, <laughs> you're helping them find the loves of their lives. And then I took a terrible detour into comedians. <laughs> and then, and that's what you, and the comedians were there to, for you to figure out what you never want. And that's yeah. a comic. Ugh, dear Lord. You need an accountant. Ugh, yeah. Trust me. So, um... Yeah, I guess that kind of wraps up at least that my behavior, my 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 cheaties, um, on <laughs> my cheaties, my cheaties on others. Um, because yeah, then I got in a terrible relationship, got out of that, 
and then dated a comic far too soon, even though I told him it was far too soon. And then I, I moved into guys who are very vroom on me, very clingy and, and intense. And that's a comic. Yeah. yeah. Oftentimes it's a comic, like who's, who's very like that. Uh, the first one was just, yes, very, very sort of smothering. And then the second one was more like, I, I obviously I had great experiences with both of them in a lot of ways, but uh, yeah. the second one was more like, almost like taking on my stuff, like a, like twins, you know, sort of thing, where it was like, why are you laughing exactly like, like me when I laugh? You know, like if you were like, ha, 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 and you look over and they're like, ha, 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 like how you laugh, you're like, wait, I don't like that. That's insane. I lived with a girl like that one time, but they like really almost, single white female me would like, she would, she would like walk by and smell my hair and be like, what product are you using in your hair? And I, it was like the target lady sketch. And then the next thing I know is like, she's gone. There's a puff of smoke. She's back. And now she's bought the same fucking products that I have. She did that with every outfit, every like hair thing, every single thing I used on my body. She did. And then I rescued a dog and then she went and got a dog. Like, and we weren't even allowed to have dogs. I don't know if this is you, but me as a woman, I'm like, I'm like, maybe she's not doing everything I'm doing. You know, like, I'll start to, like, doubt it. I'm like, you, you start to be like, why am I copying her? What is wrong with me? I will doubt, like, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she just never had her own thing ever. She still doesn't. Like, she's still, I mean, she's married, she's got kids and all that. But, like, it's she's always seeking, like, someone else is doing the right thing. And I don't, she doesn't have an identity for herself yet. Like yeah. The house is full of anything that has words on it. Like, mm. she, um, I don't know. She needs like the words right behind you, Lee. I put those <laughs> in there. She needs her walls to tell her what to do. <laughs> well, I mean, did you did you feel a little flattered though? Were you like, oh look, um, my laugh is desirable? Yeah, I think I'm like, there was a lot of positives to that relationship, for sure. Like, very good lover, very attentive. Um, I would just say, I don't know, I, like, younger, and I felt like didn't really, yeah, which is very in different places, didn't know, was sort of like still finding themselves. Like, I would notice them be a chameleon with this group of comics, like, they'd be like that with them. So then it, that kind of goes back to the, well, what are they going to say about you when you're not around? Or what are they going to say about you when you break up? Or whatever. Mm. I In fact... Um, through a friend, I who, who's another comic, he had said like, tell her to stop saying, I, you know that she had to pay for everything in our relationship, this or that, and I was like, I don't know what podcast you listen to me, but I think you're underestimating how many people I fucked after you and was paying for. Do you know what I mean? Like I might not be talking about you. <laughs> I, I was paying for a lot of men's dinner during the pandemic. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're not special. And even still, I think it might have been a joke about, like, having to pay for a comics ticket to open, and then they show up in brand new, like, Air Force Ones, and you're like, well, could you have, could you have chipped in a bit? I think, like, yeah. that was the joke I was telling, because I've had male comics do that a lot. Meanwhile, again, as a comic coming up, like, my first outfit on Conan, I'm wearing, like, Payless shoes and H&M clothes. Like, I'm not saying yeah. boo-hoo. I'm just saying, like, I did what I needed to do to afford that living that I was at. And I think some of people today, I think maybe it's access to, this makes me sound like um, a woman in the 60s who's like, Elvis is devil music. But I feel like TikTok makes young kids think that they should just be like dressed to the nines when it's like, no, you should yeah. you should wear what you can afford because yeah. you can't afford that and still eat. No, but men have no qualms with that at all. They don't see anything wrong. They think, oh, if I can get it, I should get it. And we think, no, yeah. we gotta earn it. We have to earn it. If we don't earn it, we'll, you know, we'll never be able to sleep at night. And they don't think that way at all. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a bring up too. That's how you're brought up too. It's like. That's true. But, oh, he does think, I think he does think I cheated on him, that guy. And I didn't. So as I've grown, like, I think I would always be open about that with the people, like the people I've been dating in my thirties where I'll say like, yeah, I have a history of doing that. Or I'll just like very open about how I am and. So I do think he thought I, he definitely thought I cheated because I would be honest, like, hey, I'm going to this city. And in the past, I've definitely had a thing with this guy there. Just so, so you know, I'm being very honest with you. And one time I even went when we were broken up and I still didn't hook up with that guy. But it was somebody involved with the club. And then someone at that club 
probably saw me and that guy together just talking and messaged the comedian boyfriend or ex-boyfriend and said, I had something with this guy there at the club. And I'm like, I, who's doing that, first of all? And I get, I guess I have to understand why he would think something's fishy, but it's just like, no, we were broken up and I still didn't hook up with the guy that I was very yeah. honest with you about. So anyway, after we broke up, I for sure hooked up with him uh, much later. And, but like, you know what I mean? Like we were broken up. And he, when he found that out, he did block me on everything. And that's healthy. That's <laughs> when relationship's really over. Well, that, speaking of the that, he was, the, the Tarzaning, he was still doing that. So I think it helped him to see me in that city thinking I, because that even when I, he saw me in that city, he's like, he said something like hilariously predictable. Because he had already thought I had maybe cheated or something, which I, again, I didn't, but we'd been broken up. So then when he saw me in the city, he said, he said hilariously predictable, like saying he knew that I was there hooking up with him. And I, and at that point, I really still hadn't. And at that point, you, <laughs> you, you want to be funny. Yeah, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> I said something like, you don't even know, or like, you'd love to, I forget what I said. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but like at that point, I could clearly see he was dating someone new. Like it was clear to me, like I didn't have to investigate yeah. much, but I had broken up with him and I was hoping he was moving on and we could be friends. Like it was such an adult breakup where I was like, I don't want to continue in this way. But it's been so loving. I mean, I, I, it's cheesy, but I genuinely meant it. I said, let's leave it at love. Like, when do you get that opportunity to have someone say, this was really loving, let's leave it at love. And he just couldn't. That sounds like a song that you need to write. Let's leave it at Well, I felt that way, honestly, because I was appreciative of a lot. I did feel like a little trapped in some ways, but I was eventually able to pull away. He started seeing someone new. I could clearly see that through Instagram because he was... He would send me stuff that she liked, like that she was t showing him. Like he kept on trying to get me to watch the movie Minions. And I'm like, okay. But and I could see that she would post a lot about it. So it's like, I can see what's happening here. <laughs> and he would like, they would go and get their nails done together. Very and he would weird. show me his nails. Like I'm like, it. it's clear that you guys are doing something. Stop messaging me about it because I broke up with you. Like, but that being said, I did say, let's try to be friends. But so it's not that it was making me jealous. It was that he was, it was, a, it was also like, I miss you. And what are you up to? And, you know, kind of constant contact on all platforms as like a young person does. Instagram, t DM, Twitter, text. He got very upset when he saw me in the city where he assumed I was going to be doing whatever which eventually I did do later, but at the Why time. Why You're broken up. Yes. Okay. I feel like a part of that is probably you needed to fulfill that prophecy. Like, yeah. He put that in your head. <laughs> but I didn't cheat. I, I think he probably feels like I cheated. That message from the person at the comedy club did not help. I'm like, who is that? Yeah. Who would message him that? It's so weird. But the truth is I did not cheat on him. And part of me goes like, you probably cheated on me with this girl because he would go to New York before. Yeah, before. I'm like, you probably. Meanwhile, you probably because he had that all set up. So I'm just sort of like, it doesn't bother me because I broke up with him and I wanted too much sooner and, and tried, even though he's lovely. Um, but then for him to get so butthurt about the comments of me saying, like, I'm sick. I just want a guy who can pay for my dinner. It's like, yeah, I do. <laughs> that's not butthurt that's in, that's that's I, at least at least show that you're working towards being able to do that yeah but that instead of just being annoyed by it yeah because you're just telling on yourself at that point yeah if you're bothered I mean, by that you're just saying i'm a shitty dude who can't pay for myself and i'm still sad about it right like stop but the way he made it so dramatic like stop spreading this narrative that i took advantage of her financially i'm like Get over yourself. I said you showed up in brand new fucking shoes to a place I bought your ticket to. That's it. It's funny and ironic. And I'm allowed. And yeah, it's, uh, I know you've got to get to work, but we've got some wrap up questions oh, yeah. for you. You ready? <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we can go right until I got to zoom into work. And I'm going to turn the AC back on because you're making me sweat. And it's not me getting worked up about this person for being upset saying saying stuff about me 
Yeah, that hole in the wall behind you, that's because of the AC. That's right. That's not, yeah, that's where the AC used to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, is there any other cheating things I need to get off my chest or things that I, then basically then what happened to me next would be me kind of essentially getting cheated on with the next guy. This guy that I've been on and off again with through the pandemic. Did you catch him? Yes. Full actual cheating? No, it's all very complicated and we'll have to do a follow-up episode. But this <laughs> this episode Dad, is What? Yeah, this episode is me uh <laughs> doing kind of what I would feel mischievous youth-ish, uh mistrustful or whatever you want to call it, insecure things. And then that is him Matt that's ruining Madam my Beth. life. Ru- like truly fucking with my brain to the extent that I am a different person now. All right, we have to do episode two now. We gotta do part two. Okay, what are the questions? Season two. So where, well, that's, this is, this. you just led into it, which is where are you now relationship-wise? Okay. I always say, you know, I, I date people and then I break up with them for disciplinary purposes. And then I'll get back together with them and you know see if they, yeah like i discipline them without me you know i'm like see how that feels <laughs> and then you're they're suspended like, and they're like okay um so i've broken up with the guy i've been seeing on and off again for i think i've broken up with like three or three times at least mm-hmm. and it's all for very valid things but he also it's just like in his defense, basically, he made it seem like he was an adult and he was not at all. Yeah. So I, I should I really didn't want to date younger again. And how much younger? I mean, He's are we talking five ish, seven, seven? That's, a lot. That's him, a lot. Though, I think the one before him was nine years young. Wow. I never dated young before these two. I always dated older. And after that last one, I was like, I'm never doing that again. But they show up and they really come for me and convince me that they're adults and they're not. They're not. Now do you see how men feel? You know, they're like, I didn't know she was that young. She came at me and she convinced me she she Mm -hmm. was an adult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm basically... I'm like a. She had a great fake ID. They they groomed me into dating. They these children groomed me into dating them. I'll tell you that. They put something in the Kool Aid. It's not you. It's them. They're yeah. They're like no. I'm a I'm a real boy. Yeah. The good news is I do it above above the age of of twenty five. Right. Okay. Hopefully that's, that's a... how old he was. That's was still so young. Yeah. Beth, are you serious? This one was born in, I believe, 1997. You can be born in 1997? I know. Yeah. So he's 24 now. 25. So it's the year 2022. No, no, no. He was born in 92. He was born in 92. Sorry about that. Okay. So he's He's really, really young then. Because I was born in 91. So it's really young still. Super, super, very young. Like super, really young. Yes. Just want to harp that home. Really, yeah. really young. Very close to my birthday. Yeah, he's 30. Yeah, very mature. 24, I was yeah. getting a little... No, I was trying to think back to that. how old that guy was. But go for it. You know, honestly, I'm not... But do you, do you notice a huge difference in the ages? You know, like maturity-wise well, and everything? now, he's also like six foot six. So, you know... Oh, that's sometimes, a big difference. You know when you look at like a hill and you're like, well, downhill must be south. You know, when I look at him and he's like six foot six, I'm like, he must be old and mature. Yeah. He's tall. He's He's tall. He's a baby. He's an immature baby. But he is changing. So the current status is I've broken up with him so many times. He's felt the crippling loss of me to the point where he's willing to do anything to change and make himself a mature adult that communicates and is open and honest. Hey, and in another 10 years, that might happen for him. I know. See, I'm like, 
Because the truth is, I broke up with him because I was like, I don't want to change you. Just go off and do your thing. He's like, you know, and it'll be like, no, I want to be with you. I'm just young and stupid and I fucked up. And I didn't know because this is my first relationship type type of behavior. So I was like, I don't want to pull you. Like, I'm not pulling you towards the altar because I don't want to get married. So it's not like I need you to be X for something. I just need you to be a grown adult that can take care of things for yourself. And like I said, sometimes pay for my dinner. Yeah. And, if, and, and like we've all heard millions of times in our lives i'm sure i'm training him for this next girl to have a wonderful partner you've already done that a lot and i feel like you're good at that she should get you a gift every year of their marriage she every anniversary gift they do she should send you one i agree (laughs) thanks you know thanks for thanks for keeping us together yeah that's good um all right so second question would be um where what what advice would you give to anyone let's just say your situation where you were feeling the way if you have any advice at all for people who are in a relationship and they're they're doing that where they're emotionally cheating and they're looking out the window while they haven't even gone out the door yet yeah what advice would you give to them <laughs> just see i just saw beth look out the window yeah. as she was thanking it yeah well because it's like us telling one of our friends to leave that guy or hey, don't date that guy. He's X, Y, and Z. I, I, again, I, I keep. I always feel disingenuous if I tell a joke of mine, which is why I'm always like, I feel disingenuous if I just like I could easily tell the joke, and then you guys would be like, ha ha ha, and the, or the audience would just enjoy it better if I was like, if I didn't say, well, I've got a joke about this, but I am neurotic, and I feel disingenuous if I say it. But the point is, I used to have this whole joke where people would be like, don't date that guy. He's a monster, and I'd be like, but let me try. So yeah. it's sort of like, it's that, you know, like you, we can tell, we can give advice. We can say, don't go do this. And you're going to do it anyway, because you're so fucked up. You dumb, dumb. It's, you got to figure it out yourself. You got to learn the lesson. Yeah. And sometimes and over and over and over again, until you actually know the lesson and you keep going to school. Yeah. And sometimes people love to be students. Exactly. Some people Forever. are lifelong learners. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a lifelong learner. Yeah. Yeah. I'm basically needing to embrace the idea that people can change. That's my current status. It's like, can this person change? Should I, should I give them the space to do that? Can I let go of the pain they've caused me? Whew. I'm terrible at letting go. Terrible. You've changed and you let go of your old patterns so far. Yeah. I did break up with that guy. I do tend to like to keep them. Like, I just think it's a insecurity thing. So if, when people say I, when people say you just got to love yourself, I'm just sort of like, what does that mean? What do you, what, you know? So I think I need, if the advice would just be like, obviously be confident in yourself on your own and not need anybody else in in a way that's like when they come into your life, it compliments your life. But no one's that healthy. Good luck. Well, there's no nobody's like a perfect puzzle piece in your life then you just have to figure out who's worth bending for wow yeah yeah Yeah, i think we just broke beth yeah um all right this is the most important no this is this most serious one and we want you to dig deep for this seriously to the bottom of your soul okay you find out you're cheated on again god damn it um Would you rather the person they cheat on you with to be hotter or not or hotter than you? Hmm. And why? I mean, I've, speaking of this last guy, he's like, I'm like, who are these people you're still texting with? And then I look at them and I'm like, ew, is that what I look like? (laughs) Is this my class of person? So I would say uglier because that's how I'm like looking at this and being like, ew, are you okay? Is this because you don't feel like you deserve me? So you have to go into the garbage and eat out of the garbage cans? Yes. I know. And that that's mean because it's like putting a value on a woman's looks, but I don't care. It's, it's, it's true. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not perfect. We all think about it. So it's, yeah, yeah, I've just been like, that and I do think there is actually an element of it like they're trashier and I could get them or they're eat like there's something that I need to crack in this world we're not gonna be able to do it before I have to get to work um 
into the before I have to zoom on into work, the writer's room. Uh, this was a this was a nice way to get me awake and, and trying to be funny, which has not been happening at work. Anyway, um, you're gonna come in all pent up, and then I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. I know what I was gonna say. Like these 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 levels or tiers of woman. It's all fucked up. It's all infighting. Like you know what I mean. What I'm saying and what yeah. I just said is friendly fire. <laughs> it's not fair. Like, but there is this weird structure of um who's worth it or the, like a value mm-hmm. system and i and it is messed up and i'm still trying to figure out i have a chunk in my jokes right now about this in the area of like porn and you know like women's value and even for us as female comics if we talk about sex it's devalued or i find mm-hmm. that it's sort of like oh you don't want us to talk about sex meaning you don't want us to talk about what we were taught is our value so we shouldn't talk about our value. <laughs> you, it, and it's it's sort of like, if you don't want us to, if you want us to stop talking about it, I guess get very good at it. And then we'll shut up. But until then, yeah. any man that doesn't like hearing a woman talk about sex is probably bad in bed. They don't want to hear it. They don't want the criticism. If a guy's good in bed and he knows he can hear his woman come, he knows what it sounds like and she's very communicative, he's sitting there laughing like, thank God that's not me. Thank God yes. I never actually tried to eat a pussy with my teeth. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that's how I feel. I don't know where I was going with that. Other it's than perfect. these. Yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. Those other ones might be a little trash, which I, I'm going to I'm gonna be honest. I'll fucking say it myself. I, I grew up in a trailer. I consider myself a little trashy, but I carry myself a certain way. But the girl that I was cheated on whatever she was that I was cheated on with was obviously trashier than me. Like she was ugly as hell and she had streaks in her hair and she was just willing to go down on him in right. the car that his dad was leasing. So that's it, right? Is it so, so I actually, I, I we have to do another podcast cause I got to tell you the full details of this. Cause I have too much information cause I talked to her and I said, well, you didn't, my, and you're going to be so proud of me. Because I go, oh, he didn't make you come, right? And she goes, no. <laughs> and and, and so, so that's the key. But that's the key, actually. She's willing to get fucked like that. That's actually her, in her mind, and maybe it is, I, I feel condescending saying in her mind, but in her mind, I think that is her power. I got him to come over and I gave him what he wants, so I'm powerful. It's like, no, he used your body to masturbate and will throw you away. But there's this mistaken, that's my power because I got him and I got him and him and him or whatever it is. Because I never want to shame people for having multiple partners do your thing. It's just sort of like, is it someone else's that you needed to pull value from? Like yeah. she's a, she's a, she's up here so I can take from her by getting badly fucked. That chick knew me. Yeah. Yeah. She worked with him and she. It's infighting. Yeah. It's, um, it's almost like it's a, because you get, you it feels like a prize because it was somebody else's that you took versus actually just liking them. Because if it was just yeah. them and, and you had, and you got to pick from a lineup and you were like, Oh, you could pick this guy and he won't even make you come versus these guys that would, you would never pick that guy. Right. Fuck no. But you're like, Oh, that guy's own belongs to somebody else or in a you know, relationship, or whatever. You're like, mm, right. that's There's desirable an extra now. power there or something. Yeah. But isn't that the, that's the myth. It's just sort of like, you feel wanted because you let them do whatever you want. So it's like this myth of I'm powerful because I fuck whoever I want, whenever I want. You know, it's like, but, but are you actually more powerful for you to get what you wanted out of it? Or, yeah, or, or, you know, it, and I also take issue with like, you know, there's some, there's countless comics who have the joke that's like, oh, strip club. I don't want to go to a place where everybody's uh has a bad relationship with their dad you know what i mean like that type of shit in that realm and it's like okay the jokes usually come from some sort of truth and there is like something there i anyway this is all a world i'm trying to really wrap my mind around this because it's It, it all it all connects back to like the value system because she thinks she's getting something from it but he's just using her using her because he doesn't have to put any work into it so and and she's is she using him to rack up her numbers and feel more powerful because we're desired by a man like well obvious yeah and then 
And then what's worse, me going back to it, that person? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's worse, her or, or me? Or mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like a competition, but it's like. But it is. Yeah. And none of it's helping us. It's just so odd. Life is I odd. can't. Yeah, and I need to read. I probably need to read books about like, I don't know, ethical slut or something. Did you say ethical flood? Slut. Ethical slut. I gotta read that book. I, I think. like that. Yeah. I was like, ethical. No, ethical slut. Because it's. I'm sure it's my own messaging too of of of, of ownership well, or whatever. It's it is. like you saying that she didn't really win because she didn't get off. But maybe yeah. in her mind, she's like, oh, I can get off by myself. It's just fun to have an experience with somebody. So you know, it's yeah. who's, or make who's him right. feel good. Like, whatever that feel, feel yes. I've, because I'm actually not someone who would, I don't fake an orgasm. I'm not like, oh, yeah, that's really like that. You know, but I will, like, fake a good time. Like, oh, yeah, this feels good Well, when it doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's hard to believe that. Well, you did win a screaming contest. Um, that's true. When you were younger, so I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Why does, you bet sounds like she's dying every time she comes. We don't <laughs> <laughs> she keeps that screaming means- I love you Wayne Brady <laughs> Wayne Brady Wayne Brady who's is it that's her climax uh, <laughs> and at the end they're so proud and you're like but the points don't matter and they're like what and then you shut the door and that's exactly <laughs> how you end every lovemaking session <laughs> what should you what do you want to plug right now plug- I am on tour this fall it starts in hawaii august 7th in honolulu august 11th through 13th in portland at the portland helium comedy club and then september dates are in on you can find at bethstelling.com fantastic and from there they can buy any of your anything right yeah i got some old t-shirts on there i'm gonna get some new merch cooking all right. Well, if in your if you're in LA this Saturday, the 23rd of July, we're doing a Keep Our Clinics benefit at Largo. Sarah Silverman, myself, Monica Martin, my best friend and very talented singer, Monica Martin. Cool. And more. All right, y'all. If you're out in LA, which we know we have listeners out there, go check out that show at Largo. Please. And um, and Lace, where can we find you? Oh my God! Thank you so much. Um, I. <laughs> I'm on the internet, and there's a thing that's coming up that I cannot announce for two weeks. Oh. But pay attention. But pay attention and follow me online, y'all. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably already I do. I follow if you. you. Don't, make sure you're following me, the world. Um, but my album is going to be coming out shortly. And pre-order through my link in my bio, pre-order, pre-save my upcoming album, White Trash Cinderella. Um, and, yeah, and Catherine, your album is out. They can go ahead and do Cool. What's it called, Catherine? I don't want to tell you. Salt Daddy. (laughs) Can I tell you? I've been. No, I've had Salt Daddy in my head for forever. And then Girl Daddy came out, and I was like, can't. I can't use Salt Daddy. And I went through seven different names, and then I was like, I'm still going to do Salt Daddy. But you were the guiding reason why um, I almost didn't go with it. Well, when you're at 97.5, but you're about to go to 97.6 because I'm following you. What if Thank that's how you. I thought it worked? <laughs> My okay, My, all right. I count. I count for one hundred. <laughs> um, right, Stabby's. Um, <laughs> go follow Beth. Uh, pay attention. Go see her shows and buy her stuff. Download all that good stuff. Um, Beth, thank you so much for your time. I know it was super early for you, but that was an incredible episode. Toodles, everybody. We love you. Bye. 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 If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaties Podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. And if you've been cheated on or you have cheated, you've got a cheating story that we want to hear. Leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. Follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. And follow me, Catherine Blanford, at It's Catherine Blanford. Stay stabby. Go to your ready-made horse. That's all your good.